Welcome to another edition of the Gold Nose Podcast. I am your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not an insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me, in my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Um, You know, after the regular season concluded, I wanted to take a few weeks off just to recharge my batteries because... Like I said, I this is a hobby for me. I don't do this for fame or fortune or anything like that. And I appreciate every person that takes time out of their life to listen to me talk about Florida State. So, um, you know, uh, I felt compelled to do it. I was going to wait until after the bowl game or the week before the bowl game to really get back in the swing of things. But, you know, the news is coming hard and fast, and I just felt the need to, you know, you know, say something about the things that's happened at Florida State and the things with Deion Sanders. Okay, first and foremost, Deion Sanders. I became a Florida State fan because of Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders... Um was must-see TV at Florida State when I was a kid coming up. Dion probably kept me out of so much trouble because I stayed in the house and I would watch him play football. So, um, and I know at least three other kids that are grown men now that he had that same effect on. And... I know if he had that effect on me, had that effect, he had that effect on kids across the country or definitely in the Southeast. So I'm going to forever be a Dion fan. Wherever he goes, I'm going to pull for him. I pulled for him at Jackson State, and now I'm a Colorado follower. I'm not really a fan per se, but I, I hope he does well. The great thing about Dion being in Power 5 football now is that's going to put more pressure on Mike Norvell to perform because I I really excuse me I really think Dion is pissed off that he didn't get that Florida State job I think he wanted that Florida State job so bad that now that he's in power five he's going to show Florida State what they missed out on but At the same time, I mean, if Mike Norvell can meet or exceed whatever Dion's doing, I mean, that is a win-win for the Florida State fans. And I'm not trying to put these two against each other, but, I mean, they're adversaries in terms of football. They're not on the same team. They're probably going to be competing for some of the same guys. So I love it. I love competition. Competition breeds greatness. So, I mean, and to all the haters out there that's getting on Dion, Dion don't owe y'all nothing. If you have a chance to go f- from making 10 bucks an hour to making 100 bucks an hour doing the same job for a bigger corporation, you're going to take that raise. And there's not a man, woman, or child that wouldn't do it. So I'm not, you stop hating, man. Stop hating. 
Okay, there's a ceiling at Jackson State. And he exceeded expectations. You you it's the celebration bowl is is it. He they don't go to the, the playoffs, the FCS playoffs. You know what I'm saying? They don't play against the best teams in the FCS. There's a ceiling in HBCU football. And they need to crack that ceiling so HBCU football can get even more exposure. But, I mean, we see this stuff happen in in football all the time where a coach leaves a, a job and goes to a bigger job. This happens all the time. So, listen, man, like the man said, you either... You either gonna get you you either gonna elevate or you gonna terminate. So, he chose to elevate, and I think he's gonna do good at Colorado. I really do. But just watching their videos with their facility, their facilities are horrible for Power Five. I I see why Colorado sucks. They they need to make an investment in football. Their facilities absolutely stink. So, I mean, if they got this renewed investment for football, we'll see what happens. And then Jordan Travis is staying. This this is tremendous for Florida State. This 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 is an early Christmas present. I think with him staying, obviously you're going to be in contention for the at least the ACC championship. I mean, we got to see what the defense going to look like because we've lost some pieces on defense. Um, and we're probably going to lose more pieces after the bowl game. So it's really going to be interesting to see how Mike Norvell fills out this roster and and and, and keeps it competitive. But you got to find some defensive tackles that can stop the run. You got to find some more pass rushers. You got to find some more linebackers. You got to find some cover guys. Um, offensive line, you're going you got a couple seniors on that offensive line. You know, you got to maintain that offensive line play so Jordan Travis can go out a winner. I think I really feel like an ACC championship is not out of the question, bro. I really feel like that. Um so, like I said, it's an early Christmas present. Jordan Travis made the quantum leap this year. I think I think next season he can go into another stratosphere. I mean, his this would be his third year, fourth year in the offense, whatever it is. I think he can go to I think he can go to a Heisman level. Okay, if if the offensive line and the pieces around him are are good to great. Um, I, I expect at least at least 10 wins next season. You know, 10 and 2 is, is the benchmark for me. Um, but we, we have to continue to elevate. And I, I think Mike Norvell is, I think he's like a very uh, competitive guy. A low-key, very competitive guy. He's not... The, the type of guy that's going to be, like, braggadocious and, you know, he just wants to beat you senseless and be classy about it. That's how Mike Norvell comes across. And 
you know, I I I I respect Mike Norvell so much, man, because um the way he handled the Travis Hunter situation. Um, you know, for most coaches that could have been a back breaking situation, but he overcame that situation, had the best year at Florida State since what, twenty sixteen and you know, just just tremendous respect for Mike Norvell. And, you know, I know if Dion is successful at Colorado, he is gonna feel that pressure. I mean, you if you're you can't be human and not feel that pressure, but pressure makes diamonds. And, you know, like he always says, it's about what we do. It's not about what other people do, but you know, there was a large contingent of fans in his fan base that wanted Dion. I necessarily didn't want him as the head coach at that time because I just felt like he was unproven. Um, but he went to Jackson State. He paid his dues. He got a Power 5 job. And let's just see him work his way up the ranks. I mean, if he can go to Colorado and turn that program around, you know, who who knows what the future holds. But I think Mike Norvell is going to do great things at Florida State. I think he's got us going in the right direction. And, you know, he he's the coach right now. He's my coach. And I, I'm going to give him all the support that I can as a fan. Um, you know, uh, like I said earlier, George Travis coming back. When you, especially in, well, I can say NFL too, but college, when you have your quarterback, it makes things so much smoother. And he's going to get another year with Jordan Travis. He's going to get another de- year to develop Rodermaker and A.J. Duffy. And then he's got the kid coming from Tennessee. So he's going to have another year to develop um, his quarterbacks. All the while, you have a quarterback that knows the offense pretty much inside and out now. I I expect... I said before this season that Travis, uh, Jordan Travis needed to take a monumental leap. He did. I mean, he actually looked like a great quarterback this season. Okay? He made the transition to me from just a great athlete who could throw the ball to a real future pro quarterback. He looked like a pro quarterback this season. So I think, you know, I think he's going to perfect his craft even more. And I just see him going to, like, you know, Jameis Winston uh, type level. Charlie Ward type level. Um, Your boy, and I'm I'm mad I'm forgetting his name. Uh, The old, the quarterback of the 99 championship team. Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> my mind just goes blank, but I think he's going to enter that realm. Chris Winkie, man, Chris Winkie. I can't believe, please forgive me, Florida State fans. Please forgive me. I see Jordan Travis going to that level. I really think that um, that's, that's the next level for him. I think he's going to enter the upper echelon of Florida State quarterbacks, and I think he's going to be one of those players that's going to 
be in Florida State lore forever. I, I really feel like that. Um, so I, I think ten and two is the benchmark. That's that's ten games is minimum that we're going to, you know, say okay we're going to win ten games. Okay, and with the new ACC format, we can still be in the ACC championship game. Um, the only the only teams on this schedule next season that I feel like we're going to have problems with, LSU Tigers, Clemson Tigers. I feel like every other game we can dominate. If we can maintain the offensive line, if we can improve on every level of the defense, because that defense, you know, although they played well those last four, except for the Florida game, because they got gashed in the Florida game. Let's just call it what it is. They gave up 38 points. They was giving up big runs. They was giving up bombs. Um, So they did not have a good game against Florida. But the other games – you know, before that, they played pretty well, but those were inferior teams. Now you're going to be the hunted. You're not going to be the hunters. You're going to be the hunted. So how are you going to respond? Um, that's, it's going to be really anxious to see that. With, with any college football team in today's climate, it doesn't matter what level, you know, you're going to have attrition now because of the transfer portal. And... You know, that's just, you know, as a fan, you can't get mad because the guy's leaving. Um, you just, that's just the nature of the game right now. I mean, I wish all them guys the best. Um, you know, I, I just hope they go somewhere and they're successful and they achieve their dream of making it to the NFL. I hope they have long, successful careers. I'm never going to begrudge a player because he wants to pursue better opportunities. And, um, you know, that's really it. Um, I, I, I don't like the way that, uh, I'm a black man, so I feel like I'm qualified to say this. I don't, I don't like the way that black people did Dion or talking about Dion. He sold out. He did this. He did that, you know, if you're on a job and you have a chance, and this is just a regular everyday guy, if you have a chance to go from $10 an hour to $100 an hour doing the same job just for a bigger company, you're going to take that job. And you're not going to care about what people say. You, you got bills to pay. You got family to take care of. You got yourself to take care of. And you, I mean, everybody wants to elevate their lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Um, like I said earlier on in this podcast, Jackson State has a ceiling. And Dion, I, I felt like he exceeded that. I mean, he definitely got to that ceiling. But there's only so much you can do at Jackson State. You know? And he was honest from the get-go. He said he was going to pursue those Power Five opportunities. Now, I, I think he took the worst Power Five job in in football. 
I mean, he took the worst power five job in football. I mean, if you watch the video of Colorado's facilities, they are terrible. I mean, it's schools, it's high schools in Texas that have better facilities than Colorado. And it just, it shows why they suck on the football field because they, they really have not invested in football. I mean, when I was coming up, Colorado was was respectable. I mean, I mean Cordell Stewart, Westbrook, Rashawn Salam. I mean, you know they want they've won a national championship in my lifetime. Charles Johnson. I mean they've they've had all kinds of great players come through there. Eric Bieniemy. I mean Colorado was a power at one point, and now they're they're just a laughingstock. Um. But I think Dion, Dion's gonna bring the guys. But Colorado has to be heavily invested in making that team and that organization better. Um, I'm not a Colorado fan, but I will follow Colorado just because of Dion. I became a, a Florida State fan because of Dion. I said this many times on this podcast. I, I don't know where I would be if I was not watching Dion Sanders at. Um, on TV at Florida State in the mid to late 80s. He kept me out of a lot of trouble. Because, I I mean, I'm not going to say I I didn't grow up in the projects, but I grew up in a semi-rough neighborhood, and trouble was waiting as soon as you walked out the door. Trouble was waiting. I mean, I grew up around kids that liked to destroy stuff. Vandalism was a thing. And I I would like to think that me and at least four other people that I can think of that grew up on my street that liked football, you know, Dion helped them stay out of trouble too. Because, you know, we just be in the house, man. We going inside to watch Dion. We going to watch Florida State, you know. And that's what it was. And then after he left, it was Terrell Buckley, um, then Charlie Ward, and, you know, then, you know, the so on and so forth. Ward done, you know, and um, that's just how it went. So from 19, from Deion Sanders' freshman year until now, I've been a Florida State fan. And, uh, you know. Dion doesn't know me. I don't know him, but I know if he helped some kids in my neighborhood, he's probably helped kids all over the southeast, maybe all over the country that wanted to see him play. So um, I'm always going to follow Dion, man. I'm always going to be a fan. I'm always going to pull for him, you know, and just the people that that's hating on him because he took a. A, a a more lucrative opportunity. I mean, stop, stop that. Okay. Jackson State benefited off of him. He benefited off of Jackson State. That's at the end of the day, this is a business. And if Dion would have went down there and he would he wouldn't have performed, you know, if he would have, um, not, you know, not had the success that he had, they would have got him out of there. And that these same fans that are upset because he left would have been clapping 
because they got him out of there because he wasn't successful. So, I mean, we just got to stop the hate, man. You know, black people, and I hate getting on this this soapbox, but we are our own worst enemy. The thing that I admire about Dion the most during his brief coaching career is that he never tried to use the fact that he's a black man to get a job. He said, I'm going to go out there and show you that I can coach, that I can get the number one player in the nation to come to a HBCU, a FCS school. I'm going to show you that I can get talent to come to this school. Okay? I'm going to, I want the job off of my credentials. I don't want the job based on the color of my skin. And I wish more black people thought like that. Let your resume do the talking. And if, if, if somebody decides they don't want you because of the color of your skin, that's a blessing. That's a blessing. You don't want to work for that company anyway. Because even if they give you the job, they're going to expect you to be perfect. They're going to expect the highest, the best performance at all times. And that's not realistic. Okay? Because I guarantee you, if Dion had come to Florida State, the expectations would have been out of this realm. Okay? Just like when Willie Taggart came to Florida State. And, oh, he inherited all these five stars and blah, blah, blah. And he went five and seven with all these five stars. And the offensive line sucked. And it was a problem that was being masked for years. And nobody addressed it. So, and I, 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 don't, I don't play the racial game. I don't. Any opportunities that I get, I want it to be from hard work. Not not because I'm black. I will not use that as a crutch to get anything. If you don't if you don't want me in your store, if you don't want me in your restaurant, fine. I'll take my money and go elsewhere. It's really that simple. So, you know, at the end of the day, I think he's gonna go to Colorado and be successful. And I know this is the Goldos podcast, but Florida State and Dion are synonymous. They always will be. So I'm going to speak on it. Um, I, I think Mike Norvell has this team going in the right direction. He has the program going in the right direction. I think, like I said, 10-2 and two is the benchmark next season. ACC champ. We got to be in the ACC championship game. That's non-negotiable. I don't I don't I don't see any other team outside of Clemson that we we're going to lose to. We should have beat NC State. We were not prepared for Wake Forest and I don't really think we were prepared for Clemson. Um so we we've got to find a way to stop the run. We got to find a way to find us some shutdown corners. I mean, I think we're pretty good in the linebacker department. Um, so I think you just need to add some more guys there, um, particularly coverage linebackers. Um, but, you know, nobody's really announced that they're going pro. They're going to wait. I guess they're going to wait until after the bowl game. Um, 
My bowl game preview is coming. Um, I don't like Oklahoma at all. They beat us in the championship game back in 2000. I hate Oklahoma um, almost as much as I hate Florida. Um, so this 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 was a great pick, whoever chose these two teams, because this is like payback. It can potentially be payback for the – and Brent Venables was the defensive coordinator – on that team back in 2000 when they beat us, what is it, 13 to 6 or something like that. So it's going to be really interesting to see. I really, man, it's just, I can't even describe how it feels to just to have a winning record and be back in a bowl game and just, you know, people not make, Florida State, the butt of their jokes. I, I just can't even put into words how that feels as a fan. Like when you say Florida State now, you actually, you got to put some respect back on our name. And, I mean, it's just a tremendous feeling. And I just, I just hope that, you know, once we get back to where we want to be in terms of the landscape of college football, that the the decision makers, the power brokers of Florida State football won't let this thing fall off again. Like, you know, at the end of the day, we all want Florida State to be a winning football program. And, you know, you just have to put your petty grievances and whatever aside for the betterment of the program and you know the the more I learn about Jimbo he's not an easy easy guy to get along with but he won football games and that's at the end of the day that's the bottom line so you have to take the good with the bad you know I don't think you you know put the program in a tailspin for six or seven years because of your own personal nonsense. But, you know, anytime it's big-time college football, man, you're going to have these situations where money rules the day. And, I mean, that's how it is now. Money rules the day in college football, man. And, um, you know, it's just it, it is what it is. Um, the transfer portal. I love it. I love that these guys have an opportunity to find uh, opportunities to get on the field and play. I love that. Um, I, I love the fact that there's NIL, that they can make money off of name, image, and likeness. I love it. Um, you know, you can't be a hater on that because history has shown that, you know, if you play this game, for X amount of years, college and pro, that you're going to have long-term health problems. So why can't a young man benefit off his name, image, and likeness and get paid for it? You know, I, I've never understood that. I've never understood that if you play football, why you can't make money? How is that cheating? I've never understood that concept. Um, I just feel like if you're going out there putting your safety and your health in harm's way for entertainment, uh, 
a game, you should be compensated for that. I would even venture to say on the high school level. If 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 a booster of a high school program wants to give a kid a car, uh, a couple hundred dollars, whatever, whatever benefits he can get, he should be allowed to take that. Because in all other jobs, okay, if, if somebody gives you money, nobody's going to say nothing. If somebody gives you a gift, you know, is, I mean... Nobody's going to say nothing. Nobody's going to call you a cheater. So I don't feel like it should be like that in football. But, you know, different standards for different people. Different rules for different people. So, whatever. At the end of the day, I'm happy Florida State is back in, in terms of the national scene. I don't think we're back up to the standard that we all know Florida State should be, but we're getting there. And um, I love the fact that Dion is getting his opportunity. Um, if he goes to Colorado and be successful, I mean, it's just a matter of time before big, 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 big time schools start calling. Um, so um, I intended to take a break until – the bowl game, but I just felt the news in college football and Florida State was just so compelling that I had to put something together. So, as always, uh, thank you for listening. The podcast is available on YouTube and all podcast platforms. And um, as always, go Knowles.